What's up, everyone? It's your hosts, Brayden, Nate, and Austin, and welcome to Cause for Concern. Today we'll be talking about Skyrim and Bloodborne. These games go way back for us. Welcome to our first episode, everybody. Let's get into it. Beware, beware, the Brayden, Nate, Yo, it's our first podcast. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good, dude. All right, so what are our uh, topics for today? Topics for today is we're talking about Skyrim and uh, a bit about Bloodborne. Um, But first, I think for our first podcast, I think people should get to know us. So, Brayden, we'll start with you. Kind of tell us a bit about yourself, man. What's up? How long have you been gaming? What do you do? Describe yourself. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm Brayden, obviously. I've been playing games since I was, I don't know. Well, I was playing on a Nintendo DS when I was like eight. Yeah. I didn't really, really start getting into gaming until I was like 12 or 13. So. And was that on a console like or PC? Uh, my first console was a PS3. PS3, uh, nice. Yeah. Though I played, you know, original Xbox and PS2 and stuff at friends' houses, but I, you know, never was able to own one until I got older. Dang, man, I actually did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Nate, you're being pretty quiet over there. Tell us a bit about you, man. Okay. Well, I am Nate, or Nathaniel, but never Nathan. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we were talking about, like, how long we're gaming, right? Yeah, like, like how long gaming? you've been gaming, favorite games, oh, kind of how you got started and all that stuff. So, I've been gaming... Um, since I was probably pretty little with a GameCube. Okay. Uh, and then I did PC for a little while with, you know, like Minecraft and Terraria and those things. And then I got a PlayStation 4. Um, and then moved to the big leagues with a PC and all that good stuff. Very nice. Um, and I played pretty much everything, you know, got that's big, worth playing. Got a big backlog, I assume. Well, I, I buy a lot of games. I don't play all of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. but... I'm the same way. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome, man. And a bit about me. My name is Austin. Um, I've been gaming pretty much since I was like four. The, my first game actually was a Damn. PC game. It was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And um, I was way too young to play that game, man. It, it was you were playing old. on a PC when you were four, dude? It was not a gaming PC, okay? This is like 2000, I mean, yeah. This is 2001, I think, okay? So you had that basic Maybe... family home computer <laughs> shit going on. Yes. It was the basic family computer. It could barely run the game. But, but uh, it worked. And so that was my first experience, like, what a game was. Like, my dad installed it, and... Um, and all that jazz, but it was way over my head. I couldn't get. I just. I. I didn't beat it for like five years. But anyway, that's how I got started. Uh, my first actual beginnings to become a gamer was when I was eight. Though I got a, a classic purple Game Boy Advance. You guys oh, nice. Those? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Classic. I love that thing. The, my first game I actually owned. Weird game that nobody on Earth knows what it is, but it's called Planet Monsters. <laughs> Planet Monsters? No idea what yes. that is. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of it. 
Yep, it's it's a really weird game. Uh, you basically play as this fuzzy little monster with no arms, but you have huge feet like Bigfoot, and you're walking around this arena and you kick blocks as your weapons against the other monsters. It's, it's the weirdest okay. dang game. Interesting. Anyway, so and then the rest is uh just kind of kept going. I got a Game Boy Advance, and then I got a um didn't get a console until I was a teenager. Um, I got a 360. It was my first console. Very nice. Uh, yeah, That's a good console to start with. Yeah, it was good. But I was older. I think I was like uh, 13, something like that. Maybe even 12. But anyway, uh, re- in, really into Halo, Fable, all that stuff. Uh, the classics. Yes, absolutely. And later on, uh, got a PC, got addicted to all the classic Valve games, Portal, Half-Life, things like that. And just tons and tons of games. I'm a lot like Nate, actually. I, I, I buy a lot of games, but I don't play them all. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, later I got a PS4 and then a PS5, and that's where I'm at now. So, yeah. Very nice. Love games. Yeah. Love games. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so that's cool. So that is that's the group, Braden, Nate, and myself. So. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Skyrim. What do you guys think about this game? I I'm I'm gonna come in hot first yeah. <laughs> here. I personally, you know, with all of its flaws, I think it is the best and most iconic game of all time. Okay. And that might be controversial, but you know, that's that's it how I feel about it. So you literally think that this is the greatest game of all time? I, yes, I think it can rival to be the greatest game of all time. Okay. Okay. Not, not, not like better than, than FromSoft. You're saying it's better than Dark Souls. I, that is hard to compare. When we're looking at a, like an objective standpoint, when you're looking at like the mechanics of the game, how well finished it was. Mm-hmm. I personally think that From Software uh, is, you know, a better studio than Bethesda, in my humble opinion. But I think Bethesda knocked it out of the park so hard with Skyrim. Not only do I think they can't ever replicate that again with future games, I just don't think it's, I don't know, I just don't think it's reachable for a lot of people. It was so iconic, so well done, and everybody knows what Skyrim is. Whether you've played it or not, everyone gets a reference or has heard of it. Even if you're not even a gamer, you know what exactly. Skyrim is. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, what do you think Skyrim? Like, tell me, what do you think about Skyrim? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna piss brain off here. I think it's an S tier game. Okay, I don't know if I would say it's the greatest game of all time. But um, it is S tier. It is S tier. I mean, it's in my top three because you know I got my whole game list. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's up there. I love that game. Um. But uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's the best um, or is the most defining um, game within you know, the industry, in my correct, opinion. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but I, I think I remember you saying a while back that you actually think The Witcher 3 is better than Skyrim. Okay, that's... There is no way you said that, dude. That cannot be true. I almost distinctly that, recall you saying that, Nate. That sounds like something I would say. That's got to be um, a sin to say something like that, dude. I don't know. They're, they're okay. I probably shouldn't have said that. They're not really comparable games. Okay. Um, 
I, I don't know. They're not. They're not comparable. You know, it's a completely different experience. No, that's why I, I don't like. That's. But... I don't though. I and that's why I don't like comparing games in this kind of way. Yeah. Um, because there's just they're too diverse. It's hard to compare them. That's true. Um, that's true. but you can compare Bethesda games to other Bethesda games. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you can compare things subjectively, but on an objective level, you know, it gets a little more difficult. That's true. But yeah. Okay, well, I want to ask each of you kind of a more in, like, like a history question. I don't know if you, you guys may have been too young to remember, but, like, right. what was it like? Like, day one, were you there with Skyrim, or was it later on in life? Because I was there day one. I'm a little older than Much you later on in life. So, for me, uh, uh, my friend Kobe, uh, he was able to have pretty much any game he wanted when he was, you know, uh, younger. So uh, me and a lot of my other friends that uh, weren't able to play many video games when we were younger um, because of our parents, we'd always go to Kobe's house and you could, you know, (laughs) he had everything, dude. He had all the cool games. And I remember he called me on the phone on a landline when I was a kid. And he was like, dude, this new game just came out. It's called Skyrim. It's so cool. It's like, the best adventure game you'll ever play. Dude, come over and check it out. I was like, all right. So, and, and this wasn't like the day it came out. It was like a couple days after. Yeah. Um, but I go over there and, you know, we're playing. He, he's teaching me some of the game. And I, we just, I would sit there and watch him play for hours, dude. Or like Damn. he would have me play. It was so interesting. So cool. I'd never seen anything like that. The amount of things you were able to do, you know, you could be anything, you could go and do anything. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before in a video game, because at the time, all I had ever played is just like, you know, Lego Star Wars or, you know, just (laughs) kid games on my DS or Terraria. You know, I didn't have, you know, anything uh, that was just super crazy. Yeah, I, I really didn't. And so seeing a game like this was just mind-blowing to me dude it was i don't know it, it was a really cool experience that is awesome man dang nate how about yeah. you what do you remember like because uh, you, you said you weren't there day one like brayden was he was a couple days later but basically day one what about you when did you start playing so i started playing when i was probably 15 okay. um so that so would this be later like, to the game. So that's like 2014, right? No, I, this would have been like 2017. Oh, 2017. Uh, yeah, really late. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, it, it was a long time after launch that I started playing. Was there a reason uh, why it took you so long to play? Because you obviously knew <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just, you know, parents not being sure, you know, oh, what the game it, was. you know. And, yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. Yeah, it took a little convincing and a lot of badgering, but I got there. Gotcha. Um, and when you when you started playing, what was it mm-hmm. like? Like, what was it like? Mind blowing? You like you never seen it? Oh yeah. Before? Like, what, oh what, yeah. I mean, what it were you feeling? Was definitely very different to any of the games that I'd been playing up to that point. Because mm-hmm. um, before that, I mean, I'd been playing, you know, the Souls games. I was really into like Destiny. Um. But to have this like first person um RPG um I never really experienced anything like that. 
Um, so I got sucked into it pretty much immediately. So um, you were hooked. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. But that is awesome. Well, my experience, um, a little bit different from you guys, but I'm the same way. Completely, just aghast with just expectation, and I was just. I was floored. Okay, I was hooked the moment I started yeah. playing. But I started day one actually. So, and I'm not trying to, to, to. He's flexing I'm, on I'm us not right flexing. now, dude. I'm not flexing. I'm really not trying. To. <laughs> a little it's just, bit. It's just my experience. <laughs> so I was a little older than you guys. I was probably, let's see, 26, 2011. I was like 14 when it came out. And I was working uh, jobs just around my neighborhood. I was living in Oregon at the time. And I, I, I was a big fan of Oblivion, actually. I was one of the, the rare OGs that were fans of Bethesda before Skyrim even came out. So I was a big fan of Oblivion. And I heard on the winds of the internet that they were making a new game. And I was so hyped, like beyond excited. And no one else was, no one, because no one really knew Bethesda at the time. I mean, the, the hardcore nerds did, like I was. But, like, <laughs> the general mass appeal, the worldwide appeal, it, like, they just didn't have that before Skyrim. But I knew this game would change everything. I just knew it in my heart of hearts. So I worked so many uh, long mowing jobs, cleaning jobs, car detailing jobs. The whole uh, six months uh, leading up to the release of 11, 11, 11. Uh, for Skyrim, and I finally saved up enough where I could pre-order the collector's edition. That's how much I believed in this game, man. I knew this was going to change things. So I show up at GameStop. It's like midnight, midnight release. I'm in this huge-ass line. <laughs> uh, it was the coolest dang experience ever. Of course, I, I have to say it was a little slightly embarrassing because I, I was in line with my mom. I couldn't drive at the time, you know, so she was there with me. I love her. I Thank you, mom. Yeah. You're the best. Um, but then again, you know, I'm, I'm with all these like 20 year olds, 25 year olds, 30 year olds, heck even some 40 year olds in there. And they're all just like bro. They're just being bros. You know, they're swearing yeah. They're yeah. up and down. They're laughing. It's, it was the best feeling ever. But anyway, so I'm in line and made, made a couple friends um, get to the front of the line. And uh, they pull out a normal copy because, you know, everyone pre-orders basically the normal copy. And I'm like, oh, actually, I have the uh, collector's edition. And she's like, oh, what? This GameStop girl. Yes. She, I remember she was so cute. <laughs> but anyway, and she's like, you have a collector's edition? Hold on. What's your name? So she looks it up because they were so rare, man. You had to be like months in advance like i was to even order it and she goes in the back and she's like i can't find it i think we gave it away and i was just like heartbroken like no no oh. and then this guy comes around the corner the, i think it was the manager and he like pulls out this huge ass collector's edition box with the name austin on it, it was hidden to the side of the counter she didn't look there and he's like oh you're austin this is yours man <laughs> and i get it man and it was the greatest day of my life. I kid you not. <laughs> I dude, I have never done one of those like midnight line waits. The oh, physical release. Like yeah, a, I never did that either. Uh, it's like a. Yeah, it's got to be so fun. It's it is the greatest thing in the world, man. I wish they still did it more often, but anyway. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of 
initial experience with Skyrim. Of course, I go in, I check out all the cool stuff in the box, but it, I want to play the game. You know, that's that's the goal. So I, I pop it in, and that opening, man, I, I know a lot of people have played it, replayed it, all this stuff, and it gets old after time, but that first time you open into the game, oh, what a game. Yeah, And dude. I was hooked. I was hooked, man. Rest is history. I don't know about you guys, but every time I hop back on that game, I feel like there is so much variety in what you can do and like builds you can make. I never get bored of it. Yeah. I like, I can see it being boring if it's like the first thing you do right out of the gate is just go straight for the main story and then you just do that. Yeah. Like, I think at that point, you know, you mix it up a little. That's true. uh, Yeah. Go to different places first. Go do side quests first. I don't Go know. Go north instead of east, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, I got a quick question for you, Austin. Uh, oh. So you said you were a fan already of the earlier Elder Scrolls games. During that time, did you get really into any of the Fallout games? Or, kind of, or were yes, you kind of stuck with actually, the Elder Scrolls series? Yes, I actually did. I got, well, tried to get into Fallout 3. At the time... Um, I didn't have uh, 360. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just, believe it or not, but I was gaming on a Mac, uh, an iMac, a terrible not gaming computer. <laughs> uh, and so I was like running parallels and I was doing all this weird stuff. It really taught me computers really well, but I was trying to get Windows games to run on my iMac. And the number one game I wanted to get working was Oblivion. And I eventually somehow managed to get that to run okay. It was still shit, but it was okay, and I could play it. Had a lot of fun. But then when I tried to get Fallout 3 going, it just would not work, man. I could maybe get through the opening uh, vault where you're like, uh, it's like the tutorial. You take your test thing, and you, know, you talk, talk talk to your girlfriend or something, and then you get out into the world. But when the when you're out into the world, my, my PC crashed, or my iMac crashed. It just couldn't handle the... the the actual open world of Fallout 3. So I never really got into it then. Um, later on I did when I actually got a gaming PC. But um, So yeah, I was a big fan of Oblivion. Played the heck out of it. Never beat it, actually, surprisingly. But I, uh, but I could never get into Fallout 3, sadly. At least not substantially. Alright. Yeah. That's interesting. But Skyrim, I had a 360, and I was good to go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> For me, I got my hands on the game. I was able to get my hands on the game because, um, uh, you know, I wasn't old enough to get rated M games at the time. Yeah. And me and Nate, uh, we went to Comic-Con, right? Mm-hmm. And people sell everything there. Um, And this was a couple years after the game had already released. And I see this you know, this little stand and this guy's selling a bunch of, uh, games. Um, and I see that he's selling Skyrim and I've wanted to play it for so long, you know, and I don't know if it, if Nate got me for like a birthday present, but Nate got it (laughs) and he gave it to me. And yeah, I felt like a baller going up to yeah. that guy. <laughs> and it, because, you know, those private sellers, you know, they, they're not going to be like, hey, let's see some ID. Are you at least 17 to buy this <laughs> no, rated M game? No like, way. We're reselling yeah. this shit. They didn't give a fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they sold it to me. Exactly. Or to Nate. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I go home 
and I boot up my PS3. It takes hours to download, if y'all remember how long those consoles took to download a game. I remember. Yeah, it was days. Um, and I finally booted up. And every time one of my parents came into the room, I'd always have to, like, bring up the map. <laughs> and then just say, oh, you know, I'm playing, you know, this game or that game, yeah, you know. Yeah. Totally not that game you specifically told me not to get. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Sly. They added yeah. a map feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They added a super <laughs> realistic medieval fantasy looking map feature. <laughs> yeah. For no reason, right? Yeah, why yeah. the fuck not? And, dude, it, I mean, to play that game on an old console like that or an old PC, it the loading screens took forever. Yeah, it took did. forever to do anything. Yeah. But it was such a crazy experience playing my first time that I didn't even care. Like, it, it was one of the most mind-opening games I'd ever played. I dropped hundreds of hours into that game. Yep. But, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, very cool. Um, so, I want to talk about something, Brayden. I guess, right. Nate, Nate, you are included in this as well. But, Brayden, you did something with Skyrim. Oh, oh, an I, achievement I related thing. Yeah. Tell so, us what, tell us what you did. Tell us the story, man. <laughs> so for years, uh I had been playing Skyrim, you know, on the PS3, PS4, on a PC, PS5. I had been playing Skyrim for so long. And it was still, you know, it was my favorite game. Um and I was like, you know what? I just need to buckle down and finally platinum this game. I already had a bunch of the trophies. Like, let's just get that platinum, right? I wanted that plat. I wanted it bad, dude. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just started a fresh character because some of the achievements, it was just easier if I made a new character because mm-hmm. some of the quest lines I had already finished. And I wasn't able to, you know, unless went to an old load. Um. And every time I would get to a different type of quest and something would go wrong. It was like like the game didn't want me to finish it. Yeah. So it would either be like the Shrine of Azura glitch where, you know, I couldn't get a follower uh, onto the shrine or, you know, a billion glitches. Or uh, the main trophy that really screwed me up was collecting all the Daedric artifacts. And... So after I had done a couple playthroughs and it glitched out and I couldn't do it, I was so pissed, dude. And I started this new playthrough and I finally get to the end. And right when I'm on my last artifact, I realize in one of my previous artifact uh, runs, I didn't realize it was an artifact mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had accidentally done the wrong option. And it was probably 40 hours worth of gameplay I would have had to go back to that old save and redo it. So at that point, I was just like, you know, fuck this. I'm not doing it, dude. I I stopped playing. And this is after, you know, a few times of, like, game-breaking bugs happening to where I just couldn't get those achievements. Um, Every bug would set you back, like, like dozens of hours. Yeah, like days' worth of hours. To where it just either wasn't worth it, or I would try and then just like get discouraged and not do it because I'm so like, how many dude, attempts not were you at at this point? Like, how many like it, runs have you tried yet? There was always a glitch. Probably where where it was a glitch. Probably six runs, oh, terrible, and that's dude. that's a lot of runs. And it wasn't always the same missions that would bug. Sometimes it was my fault of like skipping something, you know. Yeah. But there was always 
something. And I, dude, there was a long time. You took a year-long break, didn't you? Oh, yeah. After that one where, you know, I had to, if I wanted to fix it, I'd have to go back, like, days worth of hours. No, I put down the game for a long time because every Mm. time I thought about it, I was just pissed. I was like, dude. You would rant to me every time we'd hang out, Brandon, about that stupid fucking glitch or, you know, the mess up on the quest. Months of this, dude. Yeah, I was (laughs) so pissed because all I wanted to do was platinum this game. And I've tried like a dozen times to either finish it or, uh, you know, not have it break on me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I took like probably a year long break on it. And I finally, I was like, you know what? Skyrim kind of sounds fun to play. I'm not going to care about the trophies. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to play, right? Yeah. And that's how it sucks you in. (laughs) So I started playing. I get a few hours in, you know, my character is getting pretty high level. I'm like, you know what? I know all the mistakes I made. I, you know, I will just constantly just save everywhere. Yeah. Just a hard save after every major, you know, quest, just in case. Yeah. You know, and it took hours, dude. Like, this current character I had probably has, like, 150 hours alone. Crazy. And I finally finished all the missions. I finally got everything done. Not only did I get every single trophy, I got all the trophies on the DLC, which aren't even required. And I had cleared... And gotten every, you know, significant item, gone to every single place. And there were I'd no finally... glitches this run? No, I mean, there were a couple, but I had so many saves that I was able to just, like, basically reboot the game. So, like, my biggest loss was maybe, like, an hour. But this and so was, I was the like, run. This is the run. Yeah, this it. was it. And it, it was also a lot harder for game-breaking bugs to occur, mainly because, you know, I was playing at a on a PS5 on that point, I think. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I was all good. Wow. And I finally got the Platinum, dude. And I was so happy. The second I got the Platinum, I instantly called Nate. I'm like, Nate, Nate, I, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, just freaking out. I, I, I sent it to, you know, all my homies that, you know, knew about it or cared yeah. on Snap. I sent it to everybody I knew. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was so hyped. Was and I, I still brag about rooftops. it to this day. <laughs> I still brag yeah. about it to this day. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're cool, but I platinum Skyrim. So, yeah, like, what you gonna do? And not only that, but you platinum platinum it on console. Console's always been the most buggy version. If you yeah. had played it on PC, there are so many mods and quick fix patches that the community's made where there's where those game breaking bugs just don't exist. So yeah, you I was really roughing way. it out, man. You did it the hard way, man. Well, congrats, dude. That is epic. Thank you. Very very cool. I have I Thank have never you. platinum any game, much less Skyrim. So mad respect. I highly recommend it. It feels awesome when you know you platinum a game that is one of your personal favorites for years. You know you yeah. finally feel like, man, I have mastered this game. I have got it all done. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. feels complete. Feel vindicated. Yeah. One day, one day I shall do it. I'm thinking one day I'll do <laughs> Dark Souls 2. I actually really enjoy oh, that. Oh my man. god, dude. That that is, okay, I, hold up. I hate to... What? No, 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 no. Hold what? up. Dark Souls 2 is wild, bro. No, that is I, wild, dude. Why not? Because that one is the 
of all the platinum, that one's gonna take you probably the longest. Really? If I'm, I, oh, yeah. I'm gonna let you know. Not only is Dark Souls two the most inferior, uh, <laughs> in mechanic wise, but the trophies, dude, are so freaking hard to get. Dude, uh, look, I, I know I've Dark never Souls two is the black sheep, but I love the vibe. I don't know. I, I love it too. I love it's it. The vibe game. is fun, and I don't hate the game, but I don't love it. I get it. Yeah, get well, it. One you're day, just playing wrong, Brayden. I, I will prove you wrong, Brayden. One day <laughs> I will I will platinum that damn game, and I will I will say, Brayden, fuck you. No, no, well, I still platinum Skyrim, so. That's true. You'll always have, you'll always have me beat, man. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, also, uh, moving on from Skyrim. I love that chat, though. That was a great topic. Yeah. Um, why? I'm sure everyone's wondering, why did we name our podcast Cause for Concern? Yeah. All right. Well, who wants to start this one off? Nate, I think you should talk. You haven't talked much. This I time. should talk? Yes. yes. Yeah, go ahead, okay. Nate. Um, whose idea was it? Because we were just talking. I don't even it remember. It was mine. It was actually Braden's idea, but... You okay. were there for it, Nate, so walk us through. Right, so it was um, Kaz, K-O-S, uh, is a god from Bloodborne, um, and there's the, what's his name, Mikolash? Bren? About. Yeah, Mikolash, he's got the whole oh, line, Mikolash? he's like, Kaz, yeah. some say Kaz, and yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that guy. That we were talking ideas, and we were talking about that. Um, and then I think it was whose idea was it for cause for concern? It was like the whole thing. It was Brayden. Was yours? Yeah, the whole thing was Brayden's idea. <laughs> yeah. It was my idea to even do a podcast, but Brayden was the clincher, dude. He brought the name. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a good name, man. It is. Thank it's, you. It's clever, clever wordplay. Very clever. You know. It incorporates our love of Bloodborne. And a very clever wordplay, so pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, but speaking of Bloodborne, um, I don't want to go too much into it. Our main topic was Skyrim, but, like, you guys love Bloodborne, right? Absolutely love it. I mean, it's I've... okay. Oh, don't <laughs> even. Nah, it's just doing that to, you know, get me pissed. Dude. I get it's it. Working. I get it. It is working. It's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Bloodborne as well. And uh, you guys are doing something with another friend of ours who is not on this podcast, uh, Kai. Uh, you're playing through the game with him, right? Yeah, so we're how playing is that, through. How is that going? How is he enjoying it? Um, so for him, he's never done a From Software game before. Yeah. yeah. And if you've never done a From Software game before, and you hop into it by yourself for the first time with like, if you're doing it with no videos to walk you through. If you know nothing about them and, you know, you don't play with friends, it, it can be a nightmare. Yeah. If you don't know how these games function. Um, and I can, so I can vouch for that. That was my experience. Yeah. Me as well. Yeah, me as well. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we struck a little deal. Uh, I would watch a show that he wants me to watch that he's been begging me and Nate to both watch. Was it Daredevil? Uh, yeah, it was Daredevil. I knew it. I knew it. And I'm about a season through right now. Uh, I, I still haven't watched it, but... You know. but <laughs> Come on, Nate. We struck a deal. <laughs> I I play through Bloodborne with him, 
if you know I watch that show. Um, and it's going really well. He struggled quite a bit at the beginning, and he had some gripes with the game because you know mm. the mechanics just. It feels weird at first because you're just not used to it. There's nothing yeah. really like it. Yeah. It's a um, steep learning curve. It is. For sure. And like the closest game he had ever played to that uh, was like Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, which I guess I mean, Knight, like, if you could count eh, that. Kind of, but it's 2D. In the same way... vein, though, in the mechanics, you know. I guess. I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, and those games, they borrow from, from software, but they're very much their own thing. Yeah. Fair um, so it, it was definitely a very eye-opening experience for him. So has uh, he gotten but, any better? Like, is he making... Oh yeah, he's gotten a yeah, lot better. Uh, like, I, you know, if I were to just let him go on his own at this point, I think he could finish the game by himself. That's pretty uh, cool. But he wants me to go with him just, you know, to show him all the cool secrets and, you know, all the stuff that he would have missed if it was just like a blind playthrough. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm like showing him all the cool quest lines, all the stuff. And Kai is probably about my 10th person I have walked through Bloodborne with. I, I walk through a lot of people with that game because I just I played it so many times. I know it so well. And I've got a, you know, if I've got a homie that's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get into From Software. I'm like, hey, I'm your guy, you know? Yep. You are the guy. So. Very cool. And Nate, are you joining Kai and Brayden pretty much every night they're playing? Or are you kind of. Uh, not board? every night. I've been kind of doing my own thing on you. Bloodborne. Um, you know, and they're doing the DLC right now. And I my, my character's on, like, New Game Plus 3 or 4 right now in the. The DLC is difficult at that yeah, level. Very tough. So, I mean, I, I've been tough struggling. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay, well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up real quick. But I do want to have you guys kind of pitch like two things. Why okay. should they play, if they haven't already? Why should they play Skyrim and why should they play Bloodborne? Nate, do you want to go first? No, that's all you, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, Skyrim is the ultimate adventure game. If you're looking to get into the Elder Scrolls for your first time, it's definitely a great choice. Super fun. Uh, yeah, and just have a blast with it. Don't don't feel constrained by the main quest. Um, but yeah, it, it's the greatest adventure game you'll ever play. With Bloodborne, on the other hand, um, if you've played From Software before... Or if you haven't, this has one of the most unique feels out of any of the From Software games. Very gothic, very, you know, I, I don't know. Just really cool atmosphere. Um, the game is just super fun. It's going to be a hard learning curve. But, you know, if you can have a friend walk you through or just watch some videos, it's totally worth it. You know, they From Software, are, they make some of the best games of all time. I would have to agree. Skyrim as well. is... Just a classic. I mean, if you yep. want to be a part of, like, understanding what history of games is, Skyrim is pretty much a must-play. Um, even if you don't beat it, but you play at least, like, I don't know, like 50 hours minimum just to get a feel for it, to understand what's going on with that game, 
I think it's required if you ever get into games, whether you're old, young, middle-aged, whatever, I think you should just give it a shot because you'll be pleasantly surprised. And uh, going along with just what Brayden said, I totally agree. Bloodborne is the ultimate challenge. Um, The vibe is amazing. Gothic horror all the way. Um, The bosses are crazy. The fights are crazy. Even just fighting the normal just the little guys i mean they'll kill you and it forces you to get good it, it challenges you in ways other games don't all the from software games do that and uh but bloodborne is very special it's uh there's no sequel to it um it's kind of its own thing there probably will never be a sequel sadly but um yeah so i recommend that one as well so those two games i say check them out yeah definitely Man, I felt like I just walked through history. I know. And next week we'll be talking about the film Donnie Darko, and also touching on one of Nate's favorite games, Cyberpunk 2077. Thanks for listening to Cause for Concern. Keep on keeping on.